Okay, we are now live. Hey guys, as you guys settle in, welcome back to Guys Who Don't Know About NFTs, which we might change the title. I was thinking about this. It should be Guys That Don't Know Anything About Web3, Talking About Web3. That's what this is. <laughs> My name's true. Kevin, and this is Paul. Paul, you can do the rest of the intro. Hey, uh, well, we're, we're doing this show because every time we talk, uh, we're always learning new things about NFTs. And of course, we're trying to learn more about the do's and the don'ts and best practices and all the cool innovations that are happening so rapidly. And we're trying to use those uh, learnings to better our, our own NFT projects. But we feel like because we're better together and we're not really competing with other NFTs, I think we can all support each other. We thought we'd make it live so that hopefully uh, other people can benefit from it too. Uh, ever since you and I put it out there, there's been so many people that are like, oh, I want to start one or I want to do this or that. I want to be part of one or I want to buy an NFT. So um, hopefully hopefully our discussions will uh, make it make it possible and enable and yeah. make things easier for people. Yeah, hu huge points for the normies. I wanted to kick it off with, I saw Paris Hilton talking about her board ape online yes. or on tv national tv and i was like and then i, I watched it how they were just like it was interesting because they just literally paused whatever they were doing to like show off their board apes like both of them <laughs> and i was like i saw that i was like all right that's cool like <laughs> did someone pay them for that advertisement that's i was like what was that you know but that was cool though like yeah, guaranteed, the, guaranteed know. they weren't. Guaranteed they weren't, right? They just are so excited about being part of something so cool and ahead of the game. And uh, I mean, apparently everybody that I know who has a board ape, they're just like so fanatical about it. It's like you don't even yeah. need to do advertising anymore. You just take care of your people and they do the selling for you. And that's that's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard like they're all like doing different ways to do business with their apes, all the all the 10,000 owners. But at the same time, there must be a lot of owners out there that they just, they just kind of like, I'm a collector and it's just chilling there, you know, which is like interesting too. So, yeah, it, it, different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah. Are you, are you, uh, so you're still keeping your amazing project uh, under wraps, right? You know, I'm going to reveal a little bit more at a time, just a little bit, just because uh, we're getting more comfortable in um, kind of just sharing about it. So I'm definitely going to, talk about it more but um maybe not say the name yet just to keep it more uh fun yeah yeah all right, but, all right. I'll, I'll, but i'll talk about what it's about like a little bit yeah, yeah. uh well actually if you don't mind you want to share it right now and then um if it's okay with you uh because we are on a time schedule i also wanted to make sure henry you know he had that question uh, i wanted to yeah what, yeah yeah too. you know what that's a good segue so we could just answer his question and i could start talking about my collection because it kind of goes hand in hand Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, let's see if the question pops up here. Yo, um, what up, Alex? Oh, I'm seeing the comments. What up, Alex? Oh, so cool. You can see it now. Yeah. I haven't seen Alex in, uh, in actually, I haven't talked to him in a very long time. <laughs> oh, see, NFTs are bringing people back. Even if we don't know what we're talking about, it's still bringing people reconnected. Yeah. That's cool. I think Alex <laughs> is working on a collection too. I, I heard some, some buzzing. Maybe oh, nice. <laughs> oh, see, I, I well, hopefully Alex can uh, can help us on our way, and we can all share best practices. What's up, Alex? Yeah. Hey, Henry. Uh, so Henry is a, an amazing chef that we both know, and he is uh, he owns a really delicious uh, Filipino modern 
concept that, that I not, you know, there's a growing trend of people who want ethnic flavors and adventurous flavors. And uh, he, he's got a, an amazing concept, but uh, he asks this question and I'm going to ask the question. And, and Kevin, if you, if you don't mind responding first, that'd be super awesome. But he said, uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out what to do with an NFT and how to incorporate it into their business model. Do you feel it would be effective in the restaurant hospitality sector? And mm -hmm. if so, what would you think would be the most effective way to utilize it? Yeah, um, this is, uh, I mean, I'm passionate about that industry just like many others. And um, yeah, I mean, I talked to Henry about this in person as well. So I think there's several different ways to go about it. I mean, what I've seen publicly so far is what Gary Vee's doing with his, um, uh, it was the fly, is it fly fish? Fly, fly fish, or, yeah. Fly fish, fish, yeah, fly fish. Mm -hmm. And it's more kind of like this membership. It kind of reminds me of like a supper club. Um, I looked a little bit into it and they're kind of like revealing more and more from there. So it's just, it's more of like access to things. I think that's a really easy start is access because when I think of restaurants, I think of like gathering events, like so many things just come together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. There's people here that I know. I'm in a public space, guys. Sorry. But, <laughs> but um, so basically, um, that's like an easy, I think that's a really like low-hanging fruit is like access because um, whenever you even open a new restaurant, I think of like five events that happen immediately that's pretty private where it's like friends and family or media or these like private events just really kind of opening up the menu to the public and like learning about your community that happens so quickly when it comes to the hospitality space because like events are going to happen and we create these like white lists right these lists of people to invite and maybe to open up that list even further you know kind of reaching into the web3 community through nfts creating like art story and community and just kind of marrying the story of the whole thing together is a really unique way to use uh, NFTs in general. Because um, I really think of the art piece because the art isn't just art. There's always a story. And so that's like another way to kind of storytell your brand. That's that's kind of how I, I see an immediate connection to the restaurant industry. So kind of segueing with that, like. Other things that, you know, we want to do in, in, on my project where we were looking at the food space was we wanted people to not just believe in this one concept, like this one restaurant, but kind of believe in our track record of different brands and uh, concepts that we've done as a team. And so we're using it more of like a crowdfunding tool to fund future concepts to bring uh, a lot of fun things together. That's really what we're focusing on. And we have some big aspirations of creating a gathering space and a bridging space for Web3 and normies that, you know, I, I you know, whenever I use that word, I, I'm getting it more and more insulted, but because <laughs> they call us normies and I'm like, ah, it's okay. But you know what? I don't know. Harry Potter, you know, when they call you muggles now, I'm like, you know, Hermione and all that, they made them cool now. So I, it true. doesn't bother me anymore. That's true. That's right. Half bloods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And also not only that, I gave a talk over the weekend about, you know, I think of it like normies too. Like there's a lot of outsiders who aren't, you know, tech forward experienced insiders or, or forward, but, but it's actually the people who are amateurs and the rookies or the outsiders who have different perspective that really disrupt things anyway. Mm. So um, I'm not sure if that's just me deluding myself because I'm really good at tricking myself into things. Uh, but I, I believe that too. 
Yeah. And, and then I think that's a, I think that's a really quick way to answer is just access. But the, the really fun part is like what that really does is it creates a separate revenue stream for restaurants and hospitality. And that's where it gets really interesting because if you're able to have additional income, let's say for your current restaurant today or current any other hospitality event focused event that day, imagine the quality that you could change for your internal staff, your, your members, and even for your customers and creating even more ways for the community to engage. It kind of just opens this huge can of worms. So for sure. Sure. Um, I have some thoughts as well. And, and I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, that's just an untapped way that I think restaurants have always struggled with trying to figure out a way to, to tell the story a little bit better. Um, so there was actually a client that I consulted for not too long ago that is in the restaurant business. And uh, I, of course, I was consulting with them on franchising, but I also was like, I had to get into the con the conversation about NFTs. And so this cool concept um, a couple of ideas that I had for them were to consider were to uh, create like an NFT collection of maybe a limited supply uh, of like maybe 5,000 and, uh, you know, put really cool art to it and uh, just make it exclusive. And again, tell that amazing story and, and pair it with an amazing artist. And uh, the art, of course, it's cool on its own. But again, it could be it could act as that access card, like you said, some cool perks that these people that buy the NFTs can they can get like exclusive, like off the menu, secret menu events that the chef that Henry. I mean, of course, Henry, I'm pretty sure even though there's like a set menu, you know, chefs being creative as they are, I'm pretty sure they want to toy around with some cool ideas. Uh, maybe he can have, uh, you know private events for like off the menu, secret menu stuff, and to make the holders feel like they're super VIP exclusive. Um, another one is um, uh, one of the perks could be uh, maybe giving the holders maybe a free meal every once in a while, like every month. Uh, and I told them that, you know, this is no different than, uh, than discounting or giving some kind of promotion, but it's even better because it, when people come back to your restaurant for a free meal, guess what? Most of the times they're going to bring other people with them that would pay full price and they would bring more customers to the table. And that kind of meal kind of takes care of itself. Right. And yeah. um, I, I don't know if you had any thoughts about that, but you know, no, they, like I love, um, so like everything Paul said, I like, like everything you said right there. Um, what's really awesome about all of that is on top of that, you could sell your access, right? Like That's right. You, just bought this amazing access to everything the you know all these like in you know inside events with uh, like almost like omakaze like special chef treatment all this stuff and then let's say you're moving away even or like maybe that brand doesn't exist in your area or maybe you just want to go support a different project you can go sell that on the secondary market and that still not only brings income to the holder because now that you've you either get your face value or more for what you just purchased in the NFT. There's those transaction fees and those things, royalties that the original creator makes. So the restaurant makes money again. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, Ooh, that's, that's awesome. what, yeah, that's, what's crazy. <laughs> right? I'm just like, so that's why I get so excited. And I'm like, everyone needs to do this where, because, you know, times are changing and, you know, the generations are changing technologies here. We're all growing up differently. And so even as strange as it sounds coming out of our mouths today, 
if these become like regular practices, it kind of rejuvenates the industry of hospitality and food. And I think yeah. it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you actually brought up the whitelist thing. Um, so if, if the, if the owner, you know, of course this will probably have to trigger a conversation with Don, our favorite uh, lawyer, but yeah, like, is um, it legal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but because I'm in the franchise world, right. And because my world is raising money for startups and, and for concepts, another cool thing is, uh, you know, one of the utilities that I like a lot is, you know, when you are part of this NFT thing, a, a project, you also get whitelisted automatically for all future drops. So how it would apply to the restaurant businesses, if if Henry has sites on opening multiple locations and opening a large, you know, international or regional or even international chain, what's cool is that maybe they can be whitelisted for every grand opening. They could also be whitelisted for opportunities to maybe even invest in the restaurants as well. Uh, and also they can also be whitelisted for maybe if Henry decides to franchise as well, he could be on the list of being notified first when they're first ready to franchise as well, uh, which is really cool because for example, if it's a hot concept, people usually, you know, they scramble and wait in line to, to buy the franchise. It, you know, in my case, like for the halal guys, because I was consulting for the halal guys uh, behind the scenes and I was like insider trading, this is legal, of course, um, it, because I knew that they were franchising, I decided to buy the franchise for California first. And I raised the fund, I built a team and we ended, you know, you know, Thomas, uh, at Thomas fam, we ended up buying the rights for Southern California. After we did that, because I knew both sides of the table, I, I found out that like maybe 500 inquiries for Southern California came after that. And so we were, we were ahead of it because we had access. And so Henry, if you can make that kind of access available to other, uh, to your, to your biggest fans, your NFT holders, um, I mean, I think that would be amazing. And also, again, whitelist for like new menu items that you're about to pop. I don't know. There's just so much utility opportunity. But yeah, we can talk about this forever. Yeah, I definitely. That's that's something I I hear all the time when, you know, when people just really enjoy a meal or they really enjoy the ambiance or whatever event they're at, they actually ask the question like, hey, is there another location coming? And they try to like make good with the owner. I've heard these conversations live, right? And so that is, this is like a really cool way to have access. I think that I think it's really cool. And but early belief in project, fundraise, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think, yeah, it's too good. Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. One, one more thing. One more thing. You know, in Vegas, you know, when there's um, I can't remember which restaurant, but there's a restaurant where uh, if you pay a lot of money or if you have connections with the chef, you get to go behind where the kitchen is and eat dinner. Like yes. Like, I don't know, Henry, if you have a space for that, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure your NFT holders would love the opportunity to like be eat behind the scenes. And, and I don't know, like, there's like there's like nonstop opportunity. Right. Yeah. So it's really as the and then speaking with the developers on my team, like I started imagining all these crazy ideas. And when I said these things, they were like, no, we could we could try to do that. And I'm like, hmm. And the fact that it's limitless that way, it's kind of, it's kind of nuts. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. This is why I love this show because, uh, you know, you and I, I think our, our ideas are flying all over the place. And so uh, hopefully that helps Henry. And I hope that helps uh, other folks that are listening as well. Uh, it looks like, I think good best practice to say hi to everyone, right? Uh, hey, yes. Alex. Hey, Henry. Hey, Adam. 
uh, Pete. Hey, man. Uh, hey, Johnny. What's up, dude? Johnny, I don't know if you know Johnny Nguyen. You, him and I actually grew up together in thir from third grade on. Um, hey, Cal hey, Calvin. What's up, man? Uh, what up? Look at all these friends that joined. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh, okay. So in that case, I'm pretty sure this would add more value, but did you want to segue into little bit more details like little bits oh, and pieces yeah. morsels about your 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 uh, your nft concept yeah so specifically our collection that we will leave unnamed for now only be and the only reason is is not because um of any type of weird secrecy we're just we're just don't we just don't feel as ready because the art's not done and i think the art is really, really important at least for us and so but as far as like what we want to do it's really we have this big dream of connecting web3 and normies together in a gathering space. And so our big end goal is to have restaurants globally and Web3 spaces globally funded through our project and allow the members to participate in rewards off of their ownership. And uh, we have a tokenomics uh, built in where they could earn uh, certain tokens um, with, actually I could talk about the token piece because it already exists in the market. It's called Devour Token. Um, it's it's dollar sign restaurants. You guys could look it up. And they launched in December. And their whole story is to support the restaurant industry. And every dollar that they earn, 1% to 2% goes back to the employees in their network uh, in restaurants. And so it's this ecosystem of food and hospitality. And um, we partnered with them a little, like quite early, actually, because we I believed in their token. And I really want to see them kind of grow as well. And so their whole goal is to really create these projects for restaurants to gamify the eating experience. And so they approached us to say, can you help other brands do that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, we can. As we learn it, as we go. Right. So uh, <laughs> what are, what are yeah. examples of uh, what are examples of earning tokens? Like what can they do? Is it more like so, just eating, at, eating as many restaurants and getting badges at every restaurant or or how is it like? Yeah, so we even thought of like, what would these Web3 spaces be? We can't have a Web3 restaurant. That makes no sense because food is the, you know, different senses that don't exist digitally yet. I don't know if that's even a thing. Who knows? But um, so we thought gathering spaces make sense. And if we created ways like mini games there to actually earn, um, earn the actual token to spend in these restaurants for different discounts, access and whatnot as well. And then on top of that, there's this, uh, there's this uh, methodology with like DeFi staking. And so we wanted to even be able to maybe some of our tokens, depending on which collection, you could stake your NFT to create rarity to take it off the market. So you could also earn tokens that way as well. So we're, we're still talking about the process and how to get that done properly, but that even though it's like not a lot of money, because again, these tokens are worth currently like 0 0.00001, right? <laughs> like they're really worth not much of a penny. However, um, their goal is to be at least worth 0.000018 at <laughs> the end of this year. So that's yeah. quite a bit. And then hopefully 10x that the year following, right? So we're, we're all growing together. And if we could build that ecosystem and help this industry, I told them, why not? We all come from a very pure intent of growing in that, at least for the industry. So that's so it's definitely a food NFT project. That's really what we're working on. 
and the name shall be revealed as soon as the art is revealed. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting! So I, you know, thank. So I got whitelisted for 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 me to check out what you're what you got going on. I'm really excited what you're doing. The art, I, I'm surprised you said the art's not ready yet because I think it's badass already. So <laughs> if it's you. only going to get better, um. So look, Johnny says dope. Count me in. Okay, done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but a couple of thoughts. The first one is you said that, you know, food requires the senses. You know about that, that, that Japanese company that did, uh, did uh, food that you can, you can lick the screen and taste food, right? What? Okay. <laughs> see, that's why I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you later. I'll send it to you later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, they can lick the screen and they taste different. It's like scratch and sniff, but for tasting. Anyway, uh, that, I, I don't know if that'll ever fly, but, but the other <laughs> so, so. So in my, so I love my, my, my discord community because I'm getting so much Intel and insights that I never would have gotten anywhere. And I just realized who Alex is. Uh, it's funny because it's awkward now because I don't know the real names, but I know their, I know their Discord names. names. So I'm yeah. so sorry. So Alex is also building a pretty badass like NFT collection as well. Ooh, um, I want to see it. Yeah. And, and he, he is catering to our love of 90s pop culture and our 90s video games. Oh. Okay, so anyway, I I, I don't want to I don't know how much I'm allowed to divulge, but um he and I uh, and a couple other community members were talking about we had a debate last night about how uh, the the sustainability of video games. Uh, like for example, like things like Axie Infinity for example, uh you know, there there's a lot of like it's getting a lot of slack because some of these games aren't very fun and they aren't able to transfer to other games like if you buy an nft for like armor or weapons for one concept like how valuable is it you can't even bring it to another metaverse right sure. uh, so i love the fact that i'm pretty sure your concept is is addressing that because your group owns a ton of restaurants and so you can take that you can transfer it. So I think your metaverse actually is okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I'm just forewarning yeah. that a lot of people are, are there's a lot of slack about how video games aren't as fun, aren't as engaging. Or if you're playing to earn, it's it's kind of rigged against you because it's kind of, it's either really hard to win or or it, the winnings aren't very, aren't, aren't, um, they aren't substantial. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or it's taken away the fun out of like, you know, back then you used to like level up. You yeah. work hard to level up, but if you can yeah. just buy buy your way in, that's also taking the fun out of it too. So yeah. I don't really have an answer. I, I'm just letting you know that there's there was a cool debate about that perspective. And so yeah. if you I think I think those things that. are yeah, I think that those things are super important. That conversation you guys had last night, I think that's uh everybody just needs to keep thinking about that because like if you again that's that grab the bag mentality right like if you're just thinking about how we line the founders pockets and the community with money then it's like then nothing's fun yeah yeah <laughs> right? like literally yeah. it's like that, yeah. that'll take like, the fun out of real quick yeah like why do we even do any of this except i mean it's got to be for the passion joy and all those other things or it just becomes like anything else when it comes to making money <laughs> I, yeah i think i think the only difference is to decentralize it meaning not just one, not just one corporation or, you know, detached company gets it. It's everybody wins mm -hmm. is, is the goal. So I love what you're doing. I, I think the aspirations are there. So uh, if you could build for it, I mean, 
I, this is no longer an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you dove speaking about gaming just real quick? Have you dove into what Treasure Dow is doing? Oh my gosh. Okay. Are why are you not hanging out in our Discord, dude? <laughs> I should, I should, I should. I'm sorry. There's because actually that, a really that's a long topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a whitelist in there that 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 uh, one of our community members made available that is accessing Treasure, one of Treasure's games. So you better get in there, dude. Okay, I'm gonna get. In. <laughs> okay, but I'm no. like making a note right now. Like, but yes, okay. Treasure DAO is probably the only um, platform that I know of that is doing it like really well. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I, Go they, for it. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. What they were talking about, some. I'm not gonna go deep into it because this is rabbit hole. But what I will say is, they said something on there, and I got, uh, I, I, I heard it from you know where I, you know, I learned this from one of Paul's channels, Giancarlo, <laughs> yes. where he was talking about the free minting. Yeah. That, yeah. that made my brain explode. Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, we can't. Oh, well, let's, let's go on. <laughs> what, were, what were we going to talk about? Let, before we go too crazy, like I kind of no. want to. <laughs> but, 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 okay, no, but we just got to go with the flow too, right? Unless there's something you really want to make sure we cover before our, our time is done. Because I'm pretty um, excited about that too. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about free <laughs> minting, but I want to talk about it slow so it makes sense to whoever ever decides to watch this. <laughs> okay. How about you pace me? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So the idea of free minting is that you give out your collection or part of your collection or a specific collection into the market for free. And the whole idea behind that is that, again, it's kind of like that everybody wins mentality. One, it allows you to get an NFT that has utility come into the project. Also, for the founders or for the people that run the collection, they could still make earnings off the secondary market when those NFTs resell. But it also gives a massive marketing exposure. I think it's a, a brilliant marketing play. Just yeah. Yeah, I think it's because, I mean, they've already raised enough money and excitement uh, elsewhere. And so uh, if you could just bring more masses into the game and they actually get to test drive this and they're like, holy shit, this is really, really amazing. Now, it's not even a question of how much the NF any future NFT is like I'm in. It's like Apple, right? Every time they have a new drop of a new like iPhone. Mm -hmm. Does anybody care anymore about the specs? They're still lining up because they've yeah. already been sold. They already right. are fanatics. I think right. that's brilliant. And, and yeah, I think you and I watched the same episode where he said that the the secondary market fees, the secondary market fees are actually even more than what they would have gotten if they charged up front. And that made me think about going, kind of thinking again about the food industry. Yeah. It really did. And I'm like, Look at like, like it's just like it's just too much is going on. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely made me think about a couple of things of like, wow, maybe there's a part of the collection because my collection's split in two the way we're doing it, and yes. so maybe the secondary collection, maybe there's an opportunity for that. So we're actually kind of discussing through it and seeing like what that would look like as well. So it's just, um, yeah. Anyways, sorry. It just—I just had to talk. About it. It, was so, it was so crazy when I learned about it. I was just like, "What? That is so smart!" Like, <sighs> my God. <laughs> so, you—if you watched the same episode, it must have been you heard about the lost donkeys, then, right? 
Uh, yes, yes, I remember that. Okay, yeah. you need to hang out in the Discord. There's something there in there for you. <laughs> another I, note, another I, note for myself. Yes, <laughs> there's, a, learning. there's a cool whitelist in there, uh, opportunity for that. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, thank you. So, so yeah, that was worth it. That was worth talking about. <laughs> but, but no, I, I, so, but, but I caveat that with saying that, um, I mean, they're already heavily well capitalized, right? And so they can do stuff like that. So yes. it's not to say like, you know, at new NFT creators, they're like, how do I compete with that? It, it's okay. It's just a different strategy. And they can do that because they're one of the well capitalized companies. They're like a DAO now where they have enough money to bleed for a while to to capture you and eventually win you over, you know, in little transactions. But with new NFT creators, like I was reading that, I was like, oh man, how do I compete? But then I was like, oh, it's a different, it's a totally different concept. But um, mm -hmm. that is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I still think there's a way. There's, there's got to be a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. can, you you can. I, I think there's a, there is a way. Um, I was thinking about that as you're chatting. Maybe there's a way for the new, there, there's like a free mint. Of course, you're going to give it to the holders, of course, and then make it available to everyone else. But maybe with, with, I mean, maybe there's a way for them to eventually uh, level up or make purchases and maybe it can benefit the holders, the, mm -hmm. the OG holders somehow. But I think, I think the, like, this is like a really, because most of the time, whenever I try to work on new projects, I think, the power of, again, people and network is really, really important. And like also getting outside of your skin of trying to talk to other people in different industries. So if a rest, for example, going back to just because we know food and we've been talking about it in this in this episode of like, if you're a food uh, entrepreneur and you already have your restaurant, maybe if you just connected to a developer that you knew that kind of knows that space a bit and then an artist and you just kind of like do this together the funds could already start coming out of existing businesses at least. Yeah. And they might be able to pull something like that off. You know, that's yeah. just kind of what I was thinking through ourselves and trying to allocate funds and see if that's a thing. But yeah, well, it's, I mean. it's a great way to, um, it's just redirecting marketing dollars that you're going to spend anyway. Exactly. Why not, why not make it more, why not let it pay dividends on an ongoing basis and create more fanatics instead of mm -hmm. just regular customers. You could probably turn, the reg you know the regular once a month customer into like probably a bigger fanatic one that not only supports your business but brings more friends and family and they're also cheerleading for you now mm -hmm. uh you, you can supercharge them so yeah that's a really, really cool, cool. Way. Yeah. yeah i see eric eric neem of course eric uh he is like the only guy i know that is is hardcore nft uh, crypto uh guy that, that knows all about the tax side of things too <laughs> so um Hey there. And then I see Lauren. Hi, Lauren. And there's um, like a mystery LinkedIn user. <laughs> I, I, I swear I didn't pay them to say Paul Tran is the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that you complimenting yourself on the comments? You um, <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Uh, is there anything that you want to chat about from our, our uh, topics list? Yeah, um, we had a few. Um, let me see. Let me go back to that real quick. Quick. I should have just look at me just not having that up. <laughs> By the way, when you while you're doing that, um, while you're looking at the list, I, I just thought it'd be really cool to share that. Um, I also love the mission-based NFTs. Like uh, one of my community members mentioned, have you heard of Dino Monks NFT? Oh, you! I, I saw you list that on the topics. I'd love to know more about that. Yeah. Um. So, 
so this is from one of our community members just you know was just sharing an nft that she she was uh, she was is fanatical about like education and nonprofit type of work and uh there's this one called the dino monks nft I have no affiliation not financial advice or any of that sort but they are an nft that is raising money and providing uh mental health services mm. like for people who are just having mental health issues cannot afford therapy uh and I, I checked it out and they do regular sessions for mental health and i thought that was really cool especially in a world of bullying cyberbullying, and and uh just overwhelmed but you know tough economy for some people uh so there's just you know mental health has just been such a big deal lately and it's still under under addressed and underserved and so i just thought that was a very cool cause um i might just pick up one just to support the cause but i just thought that's it was really super cool. cool yeah I yeah love i love yeah. that yeah I, actually i'd love to see the art on it too i'm probably going to check it out after this just to see if uh that'd be cool if we could like pull up art onto our like episode to like show people you, is that a can, thing you can but i don't want to uh embarrass myself right now i'll figure it out offline <laughs> right now I, right now people like me and they like you so let's not ruin it i mean that's i mean personally for me this isn't true for every collection but i do enjoy seeing the art i'm not again i'm not a i don't understand art at all <laughs> but i just think you know like if it looks cool and i like it like i'm like that's that's pretty awesome because it just um it's just another way to like oh i wonder why they drew it that way I wonder what that means. Like, I'm always like curious about like the story behind it and things like that. So yeah, I'd be interested in any, any, honestly, any NFTs for good. That is honestly my, hopefully my like quick future project. Those are the types of projects I'd love to like be a part of support and even work on only because I'm, I feel like there's a lot of, the, again, this crowdfunding function of it is, is really uh, it just can be used endlessly, and I think it could be really, really cool. I actually started planting some seeds in some folks out there that I think could kind of change some of their business to that. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. There's some, some cool brands that I was like, hey, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I, I mean, I would love for someone later on to come up to us and say that, you know, hey, I, I, didn't, real, I didn't know I could be an entrepreneur, or I didn't realize that my art could – could carry so far or, or take me places or serve so many people uh, just because you guys are rambling, even though you guys don't know what you're talking about. Um, the fact that you had the courage to go out and share the wealth of information and stuff we learned, you know, that, that would be really cool. That would yeah. be, that would pay, that would be, that would be better than the YouTube ad revenue that we're, we're getting, which is like 0.0000. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same revenue as like one of the cryptocurrency coins right now. Uh, what I want to know, honestly, is I hopefully maybe later if somebody watches this video and makes it through all these minutes, I, I want to know more questions of just what people have uh, to ask. Because I know I had a million questions when I walked in, you know, like I just had no idea, like, why are people first? Why are people paying attention? Why do people love apes so much? Like there's like all <laughs> these like really simple questions. Like it's just a picture. I don't get it. Like that's how the whole thing started. And then like, I guess it's just really uncovering like what it does and what it could be used for. And I still think, again, it's extremely, extremely early. Where do we start? 
this so is why we're having this is why we're having the the episode every week because uh yeah the, how much we don't how much time you got buddy <laughs> yeah so i use an analogy what i think nft collections are or anything in web3 right now is that the technology is so grand that it's like we don't even know what to do with it so it's like using a machine gun and cutting my steak with it like, like, <laughs> like i literally feel like we don't know what we're doing but it's okay because this is how we learn, right? Like a lot of us has to kind of run through it. Uh, Salong right here, he put, where do we start, Kevin? Salong is just uh, being awfully humble because he's working on one right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know he is. Oh, Salong, so if, if we could get whitelisted somehow, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the collection, bro. Because whoever you, whoever you know, Kevin, I, I'm in. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, I, that's why it's so hard to explain what an NFT can be because it, it's so limitless on what's possible. And every time, like I swear, every day I learn about a new NFT collection that has like destroyed the business model, who, who, who is doing something that I didn't think was possible or like, for example, the Dino Monks, I'm like, holy cow, they use NFTs to, to, to address mental health, especially like in a space where mental health is needed the most right yeah, yeah, uh yeah. and and where people are, are unhappy and and they they they're too ashamed that they don't know where to go yeah. or they don't know how to address it or they don't they feel like their their mental health is like a stupid thing that they're dealing with and yeah. they need to get yeah. over with the stigma and all that stuff like mm. that, that was brilliant i thought yeah. that was really cool no i think that's awesome can i read alex's comment because yeah. uh it says it's a new frontier lots of innovation and meta changes every week and i thousand percent agree but Alex, did you see the news today, man, about YouTube creating ways for creators to make NFTs? So because they want to help the small creator economy. That was nuts. And wow. obviously, Alex is going to be interested in that because I know his friend circles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for creators, I mean, yo, like that is amazing if they turn that on. How do they, how would it work? Just, I think it's were... super early. I think the CEO just announced, like, just kind of super vague, we're gonna figure out a way to. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it yeah, was yeah. like, we're gonna create this thing for creators and NFTs. That's what they basically said. Uh -huh. But who knows what that's gonna look like? But if they really come through with it and the execution is quick and strong, that would be a really cool way for medium sized, like, creators that have like less than 100,000 subs and that's really just trying to, like, you know, make ways for their community to get engaged. Like, it's a really cool way for them to have a way to get funded, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, actually going back on that point about, okay, so you know how I said about the Dino Monks and the mental health? Uh, it, it also reminded me of other innovations that continually, like, blow my mind every morning. Like, I, I think I need to wear a helmet because my mind keeps getting blown every day and it's all over the place. So I need, to, I need a place to put it together. But for example, you know about um, Nas, the rapper? Yeah, I read something, but I, I forgot what it was. Something. <laughs> so his, so uh... I am obsessed with Nas. I need to go get his NFT. But anyway, so Nas, uh, has, he, he partnered up with a, a company called Royal. I guess it's an NFT platform for... for and he he is allowing uh, holders to get part to have ownership of part ownership of his songs, wow. whereas like Spotify revenue would actually go to the holders. Wow. Uh, 
and uh, you know it was sold out in like maybe an hour or something wow because uh, the songs that he decided to release were like uh, i think ultra rare and something like and and they were really good songs um but how do they do that though legally you, you have to talk to don about that one. i don't know <laughs> i want to know man but anyways yeah. okay but but i mean I, you know i think what's really cool about that is because now um it's pretty much paving the way for how artists used to ha be at the mercy of producers right and they usually get mm -hmm. taken advantage of mm -hmm. now instead of going that route like artists can actually launch nfts to where their fans fund fund their musical career they get to join him him or her on the growth they get access to all the backstage like concerts and stuff yeah. and they get the first merch and like that's what's possible i think what's mm -hmm. what what nas did so i i just thought that no, was really I didn't, cool no and then speaking of that i think gary v just had a episode with a bunch of artists he's do, working on some project with artists and budweiser <laughs> really yeah and i was like what what's happening Jeez. here oh and i try to leave it on but i was like reading stuff and listening to that i'm like i'm just gonna turn everything off for a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's oh. just, it's just, yeah yeah but that's that's super awesome you know what's funny is like, i haven't heard of nas in like a while and then all of a sudden are you like, kidding me nas is I like every day <laughs> sorry, so sorry. by the way so nas just came out with an album uh well the last album before that he was talking about escobar cigars and i ended up buying it for myself i bought it for my friends and my clients <laughs> ah, i'm hardcore super dude. fan oh, okay yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> the best album. It beats Drake. It beats uh, Kanye. Sorry. Oh, what? Yes. It has been said into the <laughs> internet. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Well, I'm going to listen to it on season. my drive. I'll, I'll listen to it on the drive. Now, yes. Now I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's Escobar season, Henry. That's right. Um, oh, uh, so Alex had a question. Um, he said, speaking of rap, uh, Dow bought the one of one unreleased Wu-Tang album. So sick. Oh, wow. See, that's so cool. Interesting. And it's Wu-Tang. So there's it's like some deeply, uh, deeply uh, rooted fanfare. There, there's some that's behind really cool. the scenes uh, conversations going on with that team right now. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. OK, I need to talk to Alex. I think Alex is just he's he's uh, he's just he's not sharing everything. I know. Yet. I'm just going to call you <laughs> on your cell, dude, Alex. <laughs> Anyways, um, Jim asked a question. Yes. Uh, how many items would you think is the optimum number of NFTs for a first-timer issue or first-timers uh, freebie issue? Um, that's a really good question. There's a there's a, a thousand answers for that. Um, I think there's ten thousand answers for the ten thousand yeah, collection. There's some best practices that I, you know I've learned is that like when you, I'll, I'll try to make this quick. When, when there's a collection, you do need some momentum, so you don't want to put an outrageous number out there because there's several different markets that pay attention to your collection. One is like newcomers like us, like newbies and like normies that come into the market, which they don't pay too much attention. They just kind of like the story and the utility. Then there's more of the, you know, the DGENs that want to flip your NFT like pretty quickly. Um, and if they don't see momentum in your collection being sold out or creating like all this hype, um, they're going to see the value drop under your release date, uh, whatever the floor price was. So if it was like, let's just pretend it was like 0 0.09 ETH or whatever, or 0 0.08 ETH, but the floor goes under that, it's just going to kind of, unfortunately, because of the impatience in the market, they're just going to think, again, this market is still immature and still growing. 
what happens is the degenerate cloud or the other Web3 crowd will look at it and go, oh, it's under floor price. This is a failed collection, which isn't true, but they'll just think that like right away. So that could kind of hurt in the short term of the project, but still I've seen projects come back in the long term. So um, that's just what I've learned about numbers. Just best practices aim for a number that you think you could sell through. And also it depends on the community you're going after. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, Jim, and I don't mean to volunteer you either, Kevin, but like Jim, if you want to chat with us further for more context, just like we asked Henry to give us more context so that we can be more helpful, uh, please reach out. I'm happy to think this through because um, like Kevin said, there's no one answer. Uh, and, and I'll give you my story. I, like I started off, of course, everyone started off with like the 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. Uh, but of course, the market has recalibrated and I've learned a lot of things. And for example, um, I started off wanting to do um, uh, 6,846 uh, uh, pieces. Sorry, you almost made you choke there. Um, and I ended up after realizing a couple things, like, for example, um, I'm not really into the hype. And I'm not really, and I don't have like a crazy marketing power uh, to like reach the masses like like a lot of influencers can. And so, if I'm being realistic and I'm swallowing my ego, if I am trying to be in this game long term, it's better to have small wins along the way. And so, I ended up deciding to do only one thousand pieces uh, because it's which digestible. is too little. <laughs> Well, well, no, it's it's, no, it's, 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 I think Paul's amazing and I, he's so modest, but anyways, go ahead. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I'd like to believe that um, if I don't have the marketing power and I am really just trying to play the long game here, if I do a really successful small collection, this isn't the last of me. And I want to continue adding more value along the way instead of having one big gargantuan project that of course is going to be riddled with so many complications and and all that i'd rather just make it grow you know i'd rather not have it grow out of control but grow in control and if i sell this out or if i sell enough of this and and i generate enough capital to actually invest in incentives that enrich the the holders just like just like the whole treasure dow thing if you if you if you if you're taking care of of your holders and you're building something meaningful after that, you'll never have to like worry if people are going to buy your stuff ever again. Yeah. So I'm hoping that future drops and future projects, people are just like, I'm in. Like, don't 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 even have to ask questions. I'm in. I trust you. So I, I like to go after the small wins, especially because I know I don't have and I'm not willing to get into the hype either. Uh, so I'd rather start small, but that's just me. Um, so Jim, like, feel free to reach out. Like if you do have like the crazy gargantuan goal and it's something that has widespread appeal and you have a lot of marketing power, maybe you can do a larger, uh, project, but, uh, it depends. I think, hope that helps. All right, Kevin. I agree. Cool. And also the picking the number thing. Um, I mean, our drop is 7,777 because I like sevens. I wanted seven too. I was thinking about that too, but that's awesome. But your but your project is massive, and the people behind it are pretty huge. I'm not I'm not sure if you're allowed to name drop yet, but the people you have are celebrities, man. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, it's killing me. I don't know who to tell. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? I talked to my team about it last week. I'm like, hey, uh, let's all keep hurrying up and 
whenever we're ready, let's let's continue to tell more people. So we'll we'll get some final conversations by the end of the week, hopefully. So no, I think it's smart. You're like little breadcrumbs here and there, yeah. and you're telling strategic people. And uh, no, I'm excited, man. <laughs> um, you were looking at the list earlier. Um, was there any other things you wanted to make sure you covered? Yeah, um, we're looking at, um, oh, actually, we could talk about some other exciting collections. Oh, you know what? Like, uh, I think price, you know, where to price your NFTs if you're starting a collection or, you know, just talking about price in general is kind of cool. Um, or we could talk about, uh, I like some of your questions too. Like, we did cover some of these. Like, we could talk about Twitter Blue because I, I personally don't know anything about it. I subscribe to P Twitter Blue just because I have FOMO, but... <laughs> but I don't even know what to do with it though, because I saw I okay, look, I saw Twitter Blue come out. It's two dollars a month, and I was like, I'll just sign up, like whatever. And then once I set it up, I was like, this is just Twitter. Like, I don't <laughs> Um I, I mean, I don't know. I I guess I just brought it up because it's just news, right? And it's I know they're probably gonna try to add more utility to it, um, but Gosh, I, I mean, I, I don't, for me, who I am, I'm not really going to benefit from it, I don't think. Yeah, um, I think also because this, this is, okay, so also hanging out on Twitter, it, 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 like, because I don't use that platform, and now now I am, and and also in Discord, again, wasn't using Discord much, and then now I am, and then, you know how everyone keeps saying NFTs, it's early, and you know, I know some people believe that and don't believe that and what, whatnot, but I truly think it's early because of the access and because of who is busy in NFTs. It's like if you kind of know someone by a second connection that's like all about NFTs and like the ability to talk to all these different people, I started realizing it is early because the community still is relatively small. And yeah. that kind of like blew my mind like, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, when I was just kind of reaching out to people, talking to people. And then the fact that like, you know, like as Bobby Hundreds, he grew up in L.A. He knows a lot of our friends in our circles. The fact that he is like one of the leading guys on that Twitter. He was on the Twitter blue commercial and all that stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's famous. But the fact that he's leading the charge on this stuff, but he's not that many degrees away from saying hi. is weird. <laughs> That's how small this place. That's what I'm saying. It's just so small. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and it's also like, like what is it? Um, survivorship bias because it's exciting, but it, and people are making a lot of noise, but it's still very early. Like there's not, there's still. Yeah, I'd say it's still early. But, but I actually, I wanted to go back on the Twitter blue. There is value in it, um, and I, I, it just goes to show whether it's the right thing to do. But to, at two dollars a month, what I learned is that. For Twitter Blue, if you click on the, the the hexagon photo, and yes, Patrick Thomas, you made you made me realize I may realize the value here. So if you are like an NFT creator, for example, and you put your NFT logo on there, um, if you do click on the hexagon, you actually get to see the metadata and you get to see the collection that it's from. Mm -hmm. So if it's really good art, then they'll click on that, and then that actually could lead to more nft holders because it leads to their collection so i mean at two dollars a month that's not bad advertising as that's well that's not bad because to get the i hope linkedin is listening to get the gold linkedin symbol it's like 80 dollars a month 
Serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that is that Sales Navigator or? Oh, it must be Sales Navigator. But one one, it's like fifty dollars a month or something. Okay, I forgot what okay. it was. But so I mean, there is you there is utility there, I guess, and and that makes total sense too. So yeah. maybe I might try. I mean, because it's such it's just two dollars, right? So yeah. it's it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, definitely for yeah. I mean, yes, I knew about the hexagon. I didn't really know what it did, but thanks for clarifying that, Paul. I didn't know it. It gives you all the data on what the product's about. Yeah, like, I clicked on it, and then all this data came. I'm like, oh, this is brilliant because it's already mm. connected on the chain, and it leads you to other buying and selling opportunities without you even doing anything. Yeah. Um, How do you think Instagram is going to shift to accept like the community of Instagram? Like they hate NFTs. Like hear me out. But they're jumping in. Right. So I'm kind of like, it's really interesting. Like I've seen people like post something about NFTs on two different platforms. Like I have friends that are like more advanced in this space. And they'll tell me that I'll put the same post, one on Twitter, one on Instagram. And on Instagram, they'll say you're a scammer. And then on Twitter, he's praised. It's the same exact (laughs) post. Because Instagram is already like, it's already like not to say we're irrelevant, but it's where the it's the, all the alphas and all the trend leaders they've moved back to Twitter. So mm-hmm. I, I, I I liken the people on Instagram to folks that are still like holding on to the status quo. And I'm actually the same. I still have more fun on Instagram than Twitter. But I know that if I want to reach my customer and be where be where the action is, I need to commit to Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still yeah I, I mean. I'm, maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. What do you I'm think? I'm just like the food industry just got used to Instagram. It sucks. I know. Moving. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm also fighting. I'm also fighting the fact that I need to get on TikTok as well. And I know you're, 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 you love TikTok, right? I, I'm honestly, I love TikTok because how fast um, the information goes out. But also, um, as a TikTok consumer, it's, it's extremely dangerous because like, I could sit there and watch TikToks for hours. And so it's a very dangerous thing. But as a content creator, um, it is powerful. Like every restaurant that I get to cover, it's really cool that people will come into the restaurant going, hey, I saw this guy eating there the other day. <laughs> like, I think that's super awesome. <laughs> but, okay. And thank God, one of my partners, you know, Thomas Pham, at, 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 he... He's the one that's leading the charge on making sure my my Halal Guys restaurants is on TikTok. And mm-hmm. our TikTok volume there is incredible. We get like six like views in the six figures, sometimes in the millions, yep. um, just because we're on TikTok and just because we are following the trend that just popped out a week ago. Uh, yep. And as long as we're staying on top of it, we still get the crazy views and our stores I mean, thank thank God, like our, our store's sales have been incredible. And I think yep. TikTok has a lot to do with it. it so really I'm, glad, is, yeah. I'm glad Thomas is leading that because that's ridiculous. I, I mean, yeah, it I'm is. It, it is. It, it's definitely a very. Um, so if anyone that's in there in the small business space, <laughs> content is still very important. Yeah. TikTok. Do as I say, not as I do. Well, do as Kevin does. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of fun too. Uh, yeah. it's, there's a lot more apps now on the phone that makes it easier to edit, so you don't even have to overthink it. Yeah. Okay. So, Maybe yeah. we'll do a session where you kind of teach us and other TikTok resistant folks how to do it. Yeah. Like it. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm pushing TikTok on people on LinkedIn all the time, especially with the the, the food industry and the the hospitality. I'm telling yeah. them all like you guys aren't doing enough here because 
sometimes I'll go to a, a restaurant or even a chain. I'm not going to name them because, you know, but it'll be. What so, does it rhyme with? Just uh, kidding. <laughs> East, I almost, East I almost take, did it. East, oh, take, East takes tactory. <laughs> anyway. No, the food is like I, I forgot about the chain. I go in. The food's phenomenal. And I'm like, you guys need to remind people how good your food is. Like, I just forgot how good it was. And I haven't been there in like three years. Like Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I tell folks that, um, I don't say in the context of TikTok, but I tell restaurants that they need to have a good social media in general because that that is the new real estate, right? Mm-hmm. People make decisions with their phone before they even decide to get in their car. So you you that is the true real estate. It's in your pocket. Yep, um, yep, yep. I think we need to have, you know how this show has a stupid name, like guys who don't know NFTs, talk about NFTs. I think we need to have another episode where you teach about TikTok. Like the show is called I Hate TikTok, but I know I need to be there <laughs> or something. It's just it's long like, form titles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super long form titles. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love hey, it. Uh, I love it. Hey, hey, brother, we're coming up on our one o'clock. So yep. um, we're going to end it now. Um, I don't know if you have had any parting thoughts before we close out, um, but here's your chance. Uh, parting thoughts is please uh, follow Paul Tran and his <laughs> amazing uh, crypto badger clown. <laughs> Thank you. And I tell people to follow you, your project as well, but it's mysterious. So just follow Kevin. <laughs> just follow Kevin. And, and I'll put your, your contact in the show notes like I did last time. Yeah. I, you know, I, wa- I just want to meet more people <laughs> that are interested in web three. I yeah. think that that'd be really fun for us to keep meeting more people in that way. So. Yeah. I think we're all like, I think we're better when we're sharing ideas together. Cause all this Intel it's, although I sound really good, it's all because people have been generous with their knowledge and I'm Very just generous. sharing it. Continuing on, so. I'm just literally regurgitating what someone just taught me. Right. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Henry said uh, the show should be called. I hate TikTok, but TikTok loves me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love, oh, I love that. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for the compliment. And George, that's actually, um, we'll probably save that question for the next time. Yeah. Jorge, I saw your question and I kind of agree because I'm doing it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> George, you should probably connect with uh, with Kevin. He's a pretty big connector on LinkedIn. So uh, I'll leave it for that. But if not, we'll, we'll, we'll address it next week. All right. Uh, well, that's it, guys. Uh, hope you guys have a good day. Okay. See you guys. And, all right.